Good morning. Y'all can hear me? Yeah. Um, so, I love the clock. Uh, that's good for y'all. Uh, the clock is beneficial because uh, it lets me know when Rod said I need to stop. Uh, it is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Penny might, no, it's water's not going to help, brother. Uh, Penny might uh, could tell you better than me, I've been really excited about today. And I've been excited about today for nine months, so that's the last time we came. But uh, what a joy, uh, what a honor, a privilege, a pleasure. Uh, it's just exciting to be able to uh, see old friends and, and meet some new folks. Uh, some, I know the Lord's been continuing to bless uh, our fellowship here. And uh, it's, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to move, brother. I'm just not one of them walking preachers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we were, that's an inside joke. Um, I, I've, I've so many different times, I mean, I, I preached in Navajo. And uh, when I say that, uh, I teach the Navajo. We disciple the Navajo. We don't preach at them. Uh, we, they know that we're no different than them. We're not perfect, uh, just like you're not perfect. And uh, some of you I look at, and you look perfect. <laughs> and some of you I look at, and I know you, like Jeff down there, uh, and I know you're not perfect. <laughs> but uh, none of us are. And uh, the Navajo need to understand that. You know, they've come up in a culture where, uh, being good is really important, and, and that's your measure. And uh, we show them what's real. So, and, and, you know, I get up there, and, man, I have all the time in the world. Uh, they, <laughs> at the end of the service, I pray. And, you know, when Tony prays at the end of the service, y'all are up and out. And I know you got Sunday school to go to here. Um, but in any Bilagana church, or uh, it's white people, Bilagana is white person, uh, in any Bilagana land churches, it doesn't matter if there's Sunday school after or not. When the preaching's done, you're up and you're walking out the door, right? Amen? More? Amen? Amen. <laughs> That's a little better. Uh, out there, when I'm done, they don't move. They just sit there. And I shared this last time we were here, but uh, the first Sunday <laughs> that happened, I was like, uh, <laughs> y'all can go now. And they're like, they're looking around. <laughs> uh, but uh, they stay there. They're not, they're not in a hurry to go anywhere. They're patient. I mean, they, they live in a culture that's not as fast as this culture. Uh, and that changes them. I believe it changes their health. How many of y'all know stress kills? Raise your hand if you know stress kills. It does, literally. There's been all kind of medical studies, and, and those people out there live a long time. And I've, I've just scratched my head, and I've watched them eat. It's not what they're eating. They're not eating real healthy. <laughs> they're eating a bunch of fry bread. <laughs> uh, bread and deep fried is not a good combination. It tastes good. But... Uh, it's, they have no stress. You know, they think they live in a really bad place, really remote. And uh, shoot the first slide. I don't know what it is. I don't remember. But uh, 
but they think they've got it bad, but they don't know how good they have it. They don't realize, and, and our effort is to uh, help them to understand that God's got them in a place better than where I come from. These, these folks, we're seeing uh, old folks get saved. How many of how, how y'all know how rare that is when old folks come to Christ? And that's the majority of what we're seeing is people that are 70, 80 years old coming to Christ. Now, there's some young folks too, but uh, it's amazing to me. And some of the things that I've gotten to see, can you put it on that one too, please? Um, I'm, I'm not going to keep you as long as I keep the Navajo. <laughs> They're willing. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I know where I come from, so I'm not going to torture you like that. Um, this is uh, our church. And this, I, I go through this, there's, there's 10 million things, literally, uh, that I could share with you. And uh, so my mind runs over those things. I'm, I'm thinking about what Penny's wearing right now while I'm talking to you. I mean, you know, that's just how my mind works. And I, I can get some things worked out. And by the way, she's wearing uh, a traditional Navajo-style dress that uh, Shema Christine, Mama Christine, Shema is Mama, uh, made for her. And uh, Christine and Dickie Keani own the, the site that we do Bible study uh, in Steamboat on Wednesday nights. But she made that for her. Actually, the, the traditional Navajo ladies would be uh, long sleeve. But she made her a beautiful dress. Uh, short sleeve, y'all ladies, take, check it out. Uh, the lady does some great sewing. And, uh, and the jewelry is close. She would be wearing a lot heavier silver uh, jewelry and heavier uh, uh, turquoise. That's the jewelry, the traditional way, is very heavy and it's uh, ornate. But, uh, and the necklace, I believe, uh, Christine made as well? Yes. Uh, so check that out. Anyway, uh, I go through a slideshow because it helps me to keep from chasing rabbits. And uh, Penny said I couldn't ask her where I was, so uh, I can't read that. Oh, that's just that. Okay. Y'all don't see what I was seeing. <laughs> um, this is our church as it stands right now. That uh, metal frame with a covering, that's actually a swimming pool cover uh, that I found. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the awning. Uh, frame parts are from three different awnings we pieced together and then I concreted uh, put some anchors in the concrete and that's where we do uh, uh, dinner on the grounds underneath that the church is not big uh, the building is uh, on the outside probably about 13 feet on the inside 11 feet wide and that's all the way around that horseshoe uh, our uh, um, uh, sanctuary is 11 feet by about 35 feet. And we've got some pews that are um, in the neighborhood of 75 years old, and you'll probably see them. Uh, we just, that roof that's on there now is uh, a church out of Senatobia, Mississippi, came and, and put that roof on there for us. They hauled the metal all the way out there, about burned a transmission up on the truck. <laughs> but uh, that's what God's doing, how God is is growing that church physically uh, and spiritually. Shoot the next slide. That's in cornfields. This is behind the church, looking towards the mesa. Uh, how many of y'all have seen that mesa with your own eyes? Rod, Belinda and Lee, JD, Brother Scott, Brother Greg, I know, uh, Butch, Renee, 
They saw it before we did, by the way. Uh, yes, <laughs> Bradley and uh, uh, Lori uh, and some other folks I know. Uh, isn't it a lot bigger in person? <laughs> Amen. It's beautiful. And that picture, yours is a little better than mine. Doesn't even do it justice. But look how it looks like there's green grass. You picture grass in the desert? You want to you know what the desert looks like? Go back there by our little uh, uh, trailer mansion. Greg's, Greg and Sherry's travel trailer we're staying in behind the church here. Thank you all. Uh, and there's some Arizona desert dirt that washed off my car. <laughs> On the ground, outside, right outside it. Y'all want to see what it looks like, y'all go look at that. Uh, it's, those are actually some kind of weed that we weed-eated that made it look like grass. Uh, it was... <laughs> It looks really nice, <laughs> but uh, that's the measure of what God's doing, though. You see the land, and, and God's, uh, it hadn't rained in 15 years as much as it's rained since we've been there. And I don't think I brought the rain. I just think God is beginning to open blessing. And this culture, these people see that. Uh, they're beginning to understand uh, what Christianity is like. Shoot the next slide, please. That was during the uh, Navajo Missions Vacation Bible School. Uh, Belinda and some other folks were there at that time in that picture. You just couldn't see it. These are the people who we get to serve. Uh, that is on the uh, right is a dinner on the grounds before we had that awning and the metal roof. Uh, it gets pretty warm, and that awning is really nice. I, I'm anchored it down it's still up today and I'm going to leave it up as long as we can and as long as the wind doesn't tear it off uh, we're going to have dinner on the grounds under, the, under that and on the left hand picture um, is uh, during the VBS that we were having while the church that put the roof on was there just some pictures of the people uh, shoot the next slide please uh, all right, I want to put some things in here and because I want to talk about the people. Y'all want to know about the people, right? Y'all, most of you know me and Penny and our kids, but I want to talk about the people and what God's doing. This is Miller Kennedy. Uh Miller um, is 65, 66, somewhere in that neighborhood, maybe 67. And he has been coming pretty faithfully since we've been there. And we met Miller before that, but Miller doesn't talk a lot. Uh, he knows some English, but he, he doesn't know as much as he acts like he knows, so, so he doesn't talk a whole lot. But we, uh, if you look on the, uh, the picture on the right, yeah, it's a lot better. Uh, see how his hand looks really, really swollen? Can you tell that his hand is so swollen it's almost like elephantitis type swelling? Uh, in the picture, it's not a good picture on the left. It's really all I had. I would have put something better if I had it. But uh, Miller, you see the bandage on his arm? That's a, uh, uh, where he does dialysis, kidney dialysis. And he had been having dialysis, and uh, he started getting really sick. And the picture on the left, uh, I mean the right, really shows it. And Miller, uh, shoot the next picture. Uh, this is where Miller lives, uh, that he and his brother Russell live in this house. And uh, this is actually uh, not a bad house uh, for a lot of the folks out there. Um, they, 
Russell would come to church every now and then. You know, we'd see him here, see him there. Well, this particular Sunday, as a matter of fact, that Sunday where he's wearing the, the black, um, one of the ladies of the church came up to me and said, you need to come talk to Miller and Russell. And I thought, okay, well, let's see what they got going on. And as we were walking, she was telling me, uh, Russell took Miller to the medicine man. And uh, he's telling him this and that. And, and I thought, okay, well, let's, let's go talk to him. Well, what had happened is Russell took Miller to the medicine man. Russell's his younger brother. He's 64, 63. And because he's, he was in really bad shape, really bad shape. I mean, his whole body, his face was swollen, his skin was peeling. Uh, he was rough. And uh, going back and forth to the doctor and the hospital, and they, they couldn't get anything. It couldn't get him, his system straightened back out. And Russell takes him to the medicine man the day before, and the medicine man tells him, you're swollen because you've been killing snakes. And you have to stop killing snakes, and then you'll get better. And I'm sure they prayed for him. Now, when you see the house, right? Uh, when you go see a medicine man, you have to pay money. It's not like coming to see Brother Tony. How would you like to pay Tony every time you came to see him? Anybody like that? What? But he's praying for you. That is confusing. Anyway, so they go to the medicine man, and uh, they pay, and they get prayers, and he fixes him, you know, don't kill no more steaks. And uh, he comes to church, and Mary Kay's like, you got to come. He took Russell. He took Miller to the medicine man. I'm like, oh, man. So I go talk to him, and, and Russell tried to walk off. And he, he normally doesn't come. He believes that way. You know, I, out there, they believe, well, okay, I've got the medicine man. That's the tra- tradition. Really, it's two different traditions, the Navajo tradition and uh, the Native American church, uh, which is the peyote tradition. They set up teepees, and they do peyote, and that's part of their religious worship. By the way, they have one of these in the tent with them while they're in their ceremony. A King James Bible. I'll cover that in a minute. Anyway, I said, Russell, don't you walk off. <laughs> you stay right here. And I got Miller, and I, and I explained to him. I said, uh, that's not, there's, the medicine man has no power. There's no life in that. It, I, you could kill a million snakes. I've been killing snakes all my life, and I probably killed one that week. <laughs> so I'm Okay. You know, there's has nothing to do with killing snakes, uh, has nothing to do with anything other than Miller is sick. Uh, His kidneys are failing, and he has to have dialysis, and uh, I don't know why, what the problem was, but he was in bad shape. And uh, I got on to Russell, I told him, I said, don't don't take Miller to the medicine man. So there's no power in that. I said, if you think you're going to uh, gain what the medicine man has to offer, what help he has to offer, and then you're going to come here and you're going to get what help God has to offer, you might as well quit coming. I told him that. Don't come. Don't waste your time. That's all you're doing because if you're going to the medicine man and here, you've just voided this out. You don't get this. All you're getting is the medicine man and what he has to offer. I said, if you want to come and eat the cookies and donuts and drink the coffee, if that's the only reason you're coming, don't come back. Now, we don't mind. And that sounds hard. Some of you are like, what? That was mean. <laughs> I'm ministering to Navajo, not white people. Amen? Does anybody say amen? 
Thank you. They can take it. <laughs> they can. That's why God sent me. I'm kind of a jerk sometimes. <laughs> I love people. I do. I wouldn't be a pastor, but different strokes for different folks. Amen? Well, I told him, I said, I don't mind you drinking the coffee and eating the cookies, but don't come here thinking that you're getting more than that. And I asked Miller, I said, Miller, what are you going to do? He said, I'm coming here. Kind of shook his head and looked down. And that's, that's pretty much Miller's response every time to everything. And uh, we prayed for him. And God moved me and said, ask me to heal him. And, and that Sunday, that when he was, go backwards one, that Sunday, uh, we prayed for him. We circled around him. We laid hands on him and we prayed for him that Sunday. And God did. God began to heal him. And he cleared, I mean, he got him healthy again. And the next Sunday, Miller, I went to pick up Miller, and um, this is where they live is very close to the church. I went to pick him up, and uh, the, uh, the look on his face was different. And the swelling was halfway gone. And I said, Miller, how do you feel? Good, good. I said, well, Miller, you look good. He said, yeah, yeah. I said, well, looks like God's healing you. He said, yeah, yeah. I said, well, Miller, where are you, you, you going to go to the medicine man anymore? No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the following Sunday he came and, and he looked normal. Swelling was completely gone. And uh, Miller, that Sunday, that, that second Sunday back, uh, Kathy Tabaha, she uh, is... Um, the most solid believer in our fellowship. Uh, she knows the truth. She knows the Bible. Uh, she loves the Lord. She understands relationships. She's got it, and she's growing. She uh, told me once that that Sunday after church, that second Sunday after the uh, prayer, uh, that Miller. She asked Miller. Um, you know, we asked him several times, "Do you know Jesus? Are you saved?" And he would give a different answer every time. And she asked him that Sunday, and he said, I asked Jesus to save me. And look, it's, it's that simple. Uh, you know, he, God showed him, and he understood, and he gave his life to Christ. It, it wasn't repeat after me. It wasn't, you know, come do this, come do that. It was he alone uh, was listening to God and, and seeing what God had done and uh, making that decision on his own. I, I didn't have to be there. I didn't have to see it, but I see the change in him. Miller's not quite the same. <laughs> How many of y'all know that happens when you give your life to Christ? <laughs> Amen? Uh, the Bible says you become a new creature, a new creation. Uh, all, things, all the old things passed away. And uh, he's not going back to see the medicine man. You can shoot the, the next one after that. Uh, Loretta Benali, back up. I know that was an accident. Um, how many of y'all heard of Loretta Benali? Are you afraid to raise your hand? Or does not <laughs> I know, I see y'all. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't acknowledge. They did raise their hand first. So 
uh, Loretta, that's good. It's not a bad thing that, that not many have heard. Loretta Benali, I know that all the guys on the construction, I don't think y'all met her, but all the guys on the construction trip know her house. We worked on her house. And uh, I'm going to spend the majority of my time here, and then I've got a video that I want y'all to watch, mainly listen to, uh, and tell you what's going on. Loretta's house, this was a construction uh, team effort here. We, uh, I began to pray uh, of what to do, where to go, whose house to work on, where to get the funds. You know, the whole nine yards planning something like this takes a lot. And I was working with the chapter, uh, which is the uh, community uh, um, uh, town hall, basically, uh, is what it is. Every community's got a chapter, a chapter house, which is a government building, a government of the Navajo Nation. And they have programs where they uh, would get uh, funding to help folks work on their houses. Uh, you can shoot. This is Loretta and her kids. There's one missing, but shoot the next one, please. Uh, this is Loretta's house. I know y'all have seen uh, some of these pictures. Uh, Brother Tony's shown them. And uh, we, through the chapter, I got her name. I never met her. I didn't know her. Uh, some of... Uh, She's related to some of our folks, but God just, it wasn't time for me to see her until now. Well, I came to her house, you can shoot the next one, and I began to look at it. You know, the chapter had her on the list as a person needing help, a single mother. This actually, uh, it's kind of a weird picture. Uh, it's on the side of the house looking down. Uh, you see that grill, actually out of the refrigerator, that grill there is covering a hole that goes to the inside of the house. The hole in the inside of the house is as big as that black spot there. I mean, animals could go freely if that screen wasn't there, that grill wasn't there. Uh, that's, shoot the next one, please. Uh, when I came to her house, yeah, this, these are what the things that I saw. That little dark hole there goes straight to the dirt. And that's her kitchen sink, and that's water on the floor. Um, the drain wasn't working. One of the pipes was leaking. Um, shoot the next one. Uh, I just was going through taking pictures. This is kind of looking down that edge, that doorway is the bathroom doorway. That's, that's what I saw. And I can't explain the smell, obviously, but, um, that's her bathroom. Uh, you can just see the edge of the sink, uh, that white stripe on the or far right corner, that's the edge of the sink. And then the bathtub and the toilet are further in. Shoot the next one. Um, that hole behind the water heater goes into a living room, and that's the other side of the wall in the living room. They're living here, her and her four kids living in that. Would you live, anybody, anyone? Y'all wouldn't want to live in that? <laughs> she didn't either. But that was the only option she had. Now, I, I want to explain. I did learn some. Shoot the next one. I don't remember. Uh, this was, <laughs> that's the girls, the teenage, two teenage girls' bedroom through that hole. And looking back that way is Loretta and her boys' bedroom. Now, that's not a door. That's just a hole in the wall. And that's between the bedrooms. Uh, this, these are the things that I walked through and saw and the chapter told me she needed help and I didn't picture this, 
You know, it's, it's bad out there. There's a lot of folks that probably living like that that I hadn't seen or uh, I don't know about, but people live like that. And shoot the next one, please. Um, this is when the construction team came. Now, I could have the guy stand up uh, and tell you how bad the roof was. Uh, in that living room, that, uh, the other side of the water heater was the living room. There's no, no sheetrock on the ceiling, no insulation. There were sheets stapled up. Uh, I didn't have any pictures that were good enough to, to, so you could understand what it was. There was no roofing on everything that's white. There was no roofing at all. And it had been that way for years. And the construction team came and they put a roof on it with the help of some Navajo people. Now, let me back up and give you a little bit of history. The first day I went to uh, Loretta's house, uh, I knew that the Lord sent me there. There was no question in my mind. God walked me to that door. I knocked on her door, and she actually, I didn't knock on the door. <laughs> I pulled up. The door was open. Chickens and dogs and cats and stuff were in the house. And uh, it's a pet, by the way, the chicken. It still goes in the house. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, hey, it's Navajo land. It's not, not where we come from. But I walked up, and Loretta came out, and a couple of her little boys were there, and I started talking to her. I said, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm Mark Williams. I'm with Cornfields Community Baptist Church, and uh, I believe the Lord sent me to you to help you. And I said, you know, I've talked to the chapter. They gave me your name. And uh, so that, that program, she's familiar with the program. And, uh, you know, I want to see what we can do. So I said, can I go through and take pictures? Oh, yeah, she let me go through and take pictures and measure and do all those things. And I said, all right, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'll be in touch with you. I said, one thing you're going to have to do, though, you, you can't imagine. You know, you saw the bathroom. <laughs> you should have seen the rest of the house. The pictures, the amount of, she, it, it was really bad. I, 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 there's, you'd have to see it with your own eyes to really understand. Pictures wouldn't even help. I told her, I said, you're going to have to clean the house completely out. I, I, I can't have a crew of guys come in and move all your stuff and then do the work we need to do. In, in the time frame that it's going to take that we'll have and the time frame it's going to take to get the work done, you're going to have to clean the whole house out. And telling a Navajo, typical Navajo, not every one of them, a typical Navajo something like that would be like telling your three-year-old there's some oven cleaner over here and I, what I need you to do and I'm going to go and uh, take a nap but what I'm going to need you to do is clean the oven and I want it to be spotless and this is an oven that you know you had a few cakes boil over and you know barbecue splatter you didn't cover it in the oven and you know, it'd be like telling a three-year-old clean that oven I want it spotless and here's some easy off <laughs> you know real acidic it, it just, you, you couldn't expect it to happen. I go back and visit again, and, uh, you know, she hadn't done anything. And, you know, she was in kind of a place. The chapter contacted me later and said, she doesn't have a home site lease. We can't give her any money. She's not going to get any help. Now, keep in mind, God said, I want to bless her. 
I'm calling her name. That's what the Lord told me. So I said, Loretta, that doesn't mean anything to me. Here's what you got to do. You need to do all your paperwork. You get everything turned in. Penny will, I'll get Penny to come over and pick you up and take you to Window Rock. It's about 45 minutes away. That's Navajo Nation capital, by the way. Uh, you turn all your paperwork in to, to home site and uh, we'll let God deal with it. I said, the God that I serve said he wants to bless you. So it doesn't matter what you think, what you see. It doesn't matter what anybody else has told you. The God that I serve told me that he's going to bless you. And she just looked at me like, okay. And I went away next time I came back. This is a couple of months before the, the, the mission team got there. And same thing. She said, you know, Penny did take her and, and got some paperwork turned in. And, and then another issue came up. And I went and knocked on the door and I said, hey, Loretta, how you doing? You, you get this done? You get that done? Did you go down there like I told you? Uh, you know, I told her another time. She said, they told me it's just not going to happen. <laughs> She's got tears in her eyes at this point. You're talking about a woman that has no hope, no way to fix her own home, no money, no resources. Her brothers, who are well off, Matter of fact, they're well off enough to build their own golf course, which is right across from where I live. One works for the, uh, uh, the uh, he's works uh, with the trains. What do, they, what do they call those guys? And he works for a train company or whatever, and he makes good money. How many of y'all know that guys work with trains <laughs> make good money? Uh, the other brother is, uh, the construction team met the other brother, Donald. Well, while they were there helping us, and the chapter did send because of you. Listen to me. You may not have known this. Because of you, we had materials to work on our house. Because of you. Y'all, did y'all know that? How many of y'all knew that? Brother Brian. He's supposed to know. <laughs> it's messing with y'all. Uh, I'm excited you don't know. Don't, don't misunderstand. Uh, you, this fellowship, paid for the materials for her house to work on it. So the chapter found out. They found out. They, they came, Joey Apache. Is that not a cool name? Joey Apache? That's his name. He works with the chapter. My contact. It's a cool dude, too. I mean, just he, he's got a cool name. He's got a really long ponytail that he braids. I mean, this dude's cool. Anyway, uh, he, uh, he came and found me across the highway working on a non-chapter affiliated program, the, the Kayani's, the Steamboat Church, the sewing room, the ministry uh, that, we, that Penny leads there, the women's Bible study. We were working on that, and Joey tracked me down. He's a tracker. He's an Navajo. Anyway, he, uh, he said, well, uh, you know, I was hoping, you know, we'd talked about a couple other projects, and I told him, look, it depends on how many men we get. I said, I can work on 10 project, it, projects if I get 30 men. If I get five men, I can work on one. And that's the way it worked out. 
And I said, you know, my God's provided the materials for Loretta's house. We're going to work on it. He's like, oh, really? He gets his guys, five guys, plus us. And they go start working on Loretta's house. Uh, where did Rod go? Oh, there he is. Uh, Rod and, and Brother Steve, the other missionary that lives out there with us, I'll talk about him in a minute. They went an hour and a half to Gallup and went to Home Depot, and I gave them a list, and they bought that list, took it to Loretta's, and they start working on her house. And amongst the rain and everything else that was going on out there during that time, it didn't seem possible. You can go to the next slide. You see the water heater, no hole behind it. It's a brand new water heater. Go to the next slide. That's the girl's bedroom. Next slide. That's Loretta's bedroom off to the right. That's the bathroom. It's a picture before I had the sink set. You did that. You did that. Your fellowship. So, oh, amen, no doubt. But you were willing. Faith without works is dead, amen? A few weeks later after we got her moved back in, got done with it, uh, and she, she was, you know, she would go at night when no, none of us were there and she would look at the progress. I didn't really know that. This Indian <laughs> sneaking around, you don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I can, you know, we can see her house from our house. That's how close she lives to us. And uh, uh, is the next slide another picture of her house? If it's not, leave it there. Yes, no? Okay. Um, few weeks after I invited her to church told her we've got a van we've got a, a we've got a van driver brother Steve will come pick you up bring you to church and it's just across the highway and uh one one uh Wednesday Steve and Connie went visiting and uh they picked her up she finally came and we were uh, in the in the midst of uh participating in a, a camp meeting that uh, the Navajo have been involved with for a lot of years. I've prayed about whether we should continue to be involved in it. And God said, yeah, keep, keep going. And we were in the midst of getting ready that Wednesday night she came uh, to serve uh, lunch, I mean breakfast and lunch uh, at this camp meeting that they do. And we were getting volunteers, people to help us. You know, it, they have a list of churches. It's a, a United Christian Fellowship. Uh, I'd feel remiss if I don't explain a little bit. I still got a little time. And there's all denominations come together in, in agreement to uh, do a camp meeting and preach the gospel and everybody that comes gets breakfast and, and lunch. And they divide the churches up. There's about 13 churches. They divide them up so many per day in the five, day, five days that they do it. And each of those groups of fellowships prepare serve breakfast and lunch and we were talking about the day that we had 
And Loretta was there, and she said, I'll, I'll go. I'll help. She's lost. But she wanted to be involved. She wanted to do something. And she came, and she started serving. She worked all day. And Penny could tell you, she just watched us. She watched us like hawks, what we were doing, the things we were talking about. And, you know, we've got other believers in our fellowship that are helping. You know, we're teaching them to serve and not be served because normally that's what Navajo get. And most Native American uh, reservations that people come and they just, here, we love you, give you some stuff, which is not helping anything. Now, I'm not saying that we don't give when it's time to give. But what I'm saying is we don't, uh, uh, we don't coddle them. Just giving them stuff is not helping them. Showing them that they need to work and be responsible and uh, make it, that helps. Well, she begins to come to church regularly. She comes Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. Then one, uh, I think the third, was it the third Sunday? third Sunday she comes uh, it was on a Sunday night and I had promised them we're, we're, we're big time now at cornfields we have a sound system which uh, Chuck Lopez gave me actually it was his sound system he gave to me and we use that and then uh, we have a projector a nice Epson uh, projector that uh, the church members through the offerings and tithes uh, paid for and we uh, we bought that. I mean, it's, it, I got one that I could just stick a USB in and not have to have a computer to run it. And uh, we, you know, we can watch movies. I, I use uh, uh, Brother Tony's uh, Wednesday night teachings, just some fantastic discipleship teaching, some of the best I've ever seen. Uh, I have those, and I teach. I disciple those people with those teachings using the PowerPoint. And we teach through that. And this particular Sunday, I had promised them that uh, they could, we we're going to watch a movie. We're going to have a movie night at church. Well, the Sunday before, it rained us out. We couldn't come to church. And uh, I was in the midst of a teaching. Uh, I don't know if I have it in my Bible. I was in the, uh, the living out. Any of y'all remember the living out uh, study? Wow. <laughs> to get on to Tony. No, my memory's like that too. Don't worry. Um, uh, we, I was on part um, two, and I wanted to try to get as much done before we left because this was just about three weeks ago. Three weeks ago now, and the mission team was there in May. Was it May? Yeah. And uh, I showed them the movie Indescribable. The, uh, it's a uh, ministry tool, really. Louis Giglio. Anybody familiar with Louis Giglio? Um, indescribable. It, he uh, goes through and he talks about the universe, shows him uh, the constellations and solar systems and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we played it. And at the end, he, he breaks it down, shares the gospel. The last image you see is the image of Christ on the cross. And Loretta sits right in the middle of the church. Front to back, left to right, she sits right there every Sunday. 
Everybody gets up. And look, one of the members brought ice cream and root beer, made root beer floats. And <laughs> I mean, you know, we had cookies and juice and, uh, you know, they, they were having a great time. And everybody gets up and they leave out. Uh, they do leave a little faster now, but they still sit there. It's crazy. Um, I still don't get that. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it. I let them sit. But she never moved. She just sat there. And I saw it uh, as I was speaking after, before and after. I saw the conviction of the Holy Spirit on her. And I've been watching it every Sunday that she'd come. Every, every teaching I was watching, you, you, you understand, Brother Brian will tell you, anybody that's ever stood up, Brother Brian will tell you, and preached, you see it. Jeff, I know, will tell you, you see it. Greg, I, I'm just looking, I'm catching the people that I know preach. You see it in the eyes of the people you're talking to, don't you? Can I get you all to say amen? amen? And I watched her. I knew <laughs> that she's getting closer and closer and closer. And I, don't, I don't press on anybody. I was pressed on when I was 14. I was pressed on. And then I got baptized when I was 14. And then... Uh, God used my best friend in life, Jeff, to, when I was 18, to draw me. Because he got, he got saved first, actually. I came back first, but he got saved first. <laughs> but used uh, him to draw me to salvation when I was 18. So I'm really, really adamant about it. You better not push on. When missionaries come, don't push on my people. <laughs> don't, don't, don't talk them into saying some worded prayer because that's not salvation. Taking them through the Romans road. Listen, I, I, don't, don't you misunderstand what I'm fixing to say. Shame on you if you do. The word of God, there's nothing that will replace the word of God. This is life. It's the living. It says it's the living word of God. This brings change. But I want you to think about this. How many of these you think the first church had? You think they knew the Romans road? How many? None. And how many tens of thousands were saved without this? Sometimes you got to have this. But remember I told you they in the peyote meetings? Listen to me. Legalized drug use for religious worship. They got a King James right there in the center of it. So I don't carry one of these around. Can you, you understand why I don't carry one around? They want to see. <laughs> this is a culture that fully understands even the little kids' actions speak louder than words. How many of y'all told your kids that? <laughs> I'm still telling Noah that, and he set up the sound system this morning in cornfields. <laughs> Amen? Everybody clears out, and she's still sitting there. And... Uh, I said, Loretta? No, I didn't say anything to her, actually. She motioned to me to come talk to her. 
when everybody kind of cleared out, I sat down and she starts telling me this story about her baby. I didn't know she lost a son. Uh, when he was a month old, she lost a son. And uh, she was just broken. You know, she had a dream that he was calling me to come to him. And uh, the Lord said, you know, just gave me what to say to her. I said, you know, Loretta, the only way that you're going to see him is if you know Christ. Because that little boy's in heaven. And she's just got tears running down her face. I said, you want to see him? She said, yeah. I said, you have to know Christ. You have to have that relationship. And I walked her through it. And I explained to her. And I said, you got to pray. And you got to ask him. And she prayed, just boohooing. And she accepted Christ right there. And God transformed her. I, uh, probably a week ago, I went to her house. It's still clean. <laughs> uh, the floors are painted with a really nice por- uh, floor paint. Uh, we'll eventually go back and put her floor. We just painted the plywood floor. We cleaned it up real good and painted it. That's the best option. She looks different, doesn't she? Her hair looks better. She's dressing better. She's serving She's got a servant's heart. She came and served when she was lost and was doing a good job. <laughs> Amen? God transformed her. He transformed her life. And then he transformed her life. You have a part of that. Listen, Donald, her brother, he's Navajo tradition. Hardcore Navajo traditional. Not, not NAC, not Native American church, not the peyote, not the TV, the TP. He'll tell you. And he talk, when he talks about them, it's kind of derogatory because <laughs> they're not the real deal. They're not Navajo. They come from up north. That tradition came down. The, the devil is just working. Well, Donald told me, he said, you know, the, the one thing that makes it really hard for me to work on this house. You know, I wondered, how come her brothers don't help her? And Brother Tony and I talked about while he was there. Why, why, he said, he asked me, he said, why don't her brothers go help her? And I was like, man, I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Well, as I was talking to Donald, and this is after the team left. We worked on the house for two more weeks. Me and Brother Steve and the Navajo chapter house workers. Because I was finding ways to get more materials. I, I can take that back and I'll just keep them here as long as I can. I gave them a bunch of stuff I had. We keep on rolling, guys, as long as I had five guys that knew what they were doing. These guys knew what they were doing. Man, we were plugging away. They, she had one outlet in the house that worked. Now she's got the whole house is working. She's got lights. She can flip on light switch. Uh, she's, her house is back in order. Got a brand new front door. We still have to work on the outside. She's working on, she's working on getting that done. But listen to what, she, what God's done. I'm going to stop in just a minute. We're, uh, we're not going through the whole slideshow. Um, she was it the Wednesday, Wednesday after she got saved, wasn't it? Maybe one week after that, she came up to me. She said, I, "I I went to Window Rock. I got everything taken care of. She's never gotten child support." 
never gotten child support. She's been trying for years and years and years. Uh, was it last week or the week before child support came through? She came to Penny. She's like, <laughs> my child support came through. She's, she's, she's somebody that's in need of food stamps. They had cut them off. They weren't giving her any kind of help for years. She said, my food stamps came through. She's, I mean, all these things. She gets saved and all these things just start stacking up, lining up. Because of you. Your help. You didn't know it, but you know now. This woman is a machine. A witnessing machine. We had the firewood ministry last week. Man, she's on every call sharing Christ. Her brother comes to her last week and says, here's some cedar. You know, cedar, they burn the cedar smoke. And they take that smoke and they cover their bodies with that smoke. It's supposed to ward off evil spirits. She said, I don't want that. I don't go that way anymore. I told you that. That's what she told him. Donald is the one, the one, uh, one I'm talking about. Donald told me, uh, he said, the, problem, the reason I have such a hard time working on this house is this was my dad's house. And my dad died. And in the Navajo tradition, when a person dies, the old tradition, they're supposed to put them in that hogan. Hogan means a place. You know, you call yourself, let's go back to my place. That's what hogan means. But it's home. They're supposed to put them in that hogan and set that sucker on fire. Burn it to the ground. So Loretta's living in the only place that she has to live in, which in Navajo tradition should have been burned to the ground with dad in it. So Donald's struggling within himself. That's why they didn't help her. Because both of, all the rest of her family are hardcore. They're the most Navajo tradition, traditional that I know. Most of the people are a Native American church. <laughs> they want to get high. <laughs> but that video, I, I, I want to go ahead and play that video. I want to set this up before you start it though real quick. Uh, I'm going to finish real close to where Rod asked me to. Um, not fair, man. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I really have. I, I want to highlight the, the, that, the construction ministry. Just shoot through it real quick, those slides. I want to show you the pictures. Uh, the ministries that God's allowed us to start. Well, this is winter. It does snow. Uh, I just wanted to show you all some of that. That's by our house. Uh, the, the construction. Uh, you, that's what y'all worked on. That's the steamboat. Go ahead. Uh, that's before. That's after, that's the inside after. The women's ministry, the Bible study, and the, uh, the sewing ministry. This is the room set up now. This is a church. Hold on a second. Hesitate for a second. Uh, this church is White Baptist Church. You see that guy on the far left? That guy's a dentist. Young guy. Uh, this, is, this is, listen, you serve the Lord I, I ran from God when I was about 21 because preachers were poor. And I knew what poor was all about. Got it. <laughs> so I, I walked away from the, the calling. That man right there offered to do about $10,000 worth of dental work that I need. For free. Now, he, he, he didn't say you know, for $10. <laughs> he said for free. And I went up there the other day and got some of it started. 
And he'll finish it all when we go up North Mississippi and Memphis uh, at the end of this month. I'm not poor. <laughs> I don't need money. Amen? I just need to be obedient. See that right there? Anybody know what that is? Somebody that close? That's an eye watch. That's the biggest and nicest. I didn't buy it. I wouldn't have bought it. God gave it to me. Somebody just came and said, hey, Penny, is there anything Mark would want that he wouldn't buy for himself? Or that maybe he can't buy? Which, that's a can't buy. <laughs> I, was, I saw the little app came up on my phone. Anybody got an iPhone? <laughs> the little iWatch app when you updated. I was like, man, I got to have me one of them. <laughs> uh, you know, that's just serving the Lord. I didn't ask for it. I didn't. They asked me what she wanted. She got an iPad Air. That's serving the Lord. Being obedient. Exceedingly, abundantly, above that which you can ask or think. Can somebody say amen? Everybody say it louder. Amen. One more level. Sounds good. I don't get many of those back home. Uh, this is a vacation Bible school. This is the same green grass. <laughs> this is uh, Navajo Missions Vacation Bible School. It's a different site. Keep going. Uh, that's one of the ministries that we're involved in. This was our own Bible school. This is Wyatt Baptist Church out of Centovia, the one that put the roof on. We did Bible school at Cornfields. This is that. Keep going. Uh, firewood ministry. Uh, just an awesome ministry. Uh, we share the gospel in the form of wood. And I tell the missionaries that come, and they're going to have to have some more training because they, 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 they beat some folks over the head with this. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I understand. I mean, it, it's, it's necessary some places, but not everywhere. You listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you when to break this out and when not to. Keep going. Uh, This happened during the firewood ministry, this video, and you may not be able to understand it completely. It's just about a three minute, a little less than three minutes. Uh, this is grandma, I call her grandma. She doesn't look identical, but she bears a close resemblance to my, one of my biological grandmothers. And uh, I asked her three years ago, you know, you mind if I call you grandma? Which actually I didn't realize in that culture, that's a high honor, high respect uh, to be wanted to be called that. Uh, you know, the elders are highest respected, amen, as they should be in our culture as well. And uh, when she says he or whatever, she's referring to me, I'm standing across from her. Uh, when she started talking, th this is how significant, th this was last week or, you know, week before, last, whatever. Um, we're s with the firewood ministry team. Uh, one of the guys on the team brought a massive RV and had the awning rolled out towards the church. She's, we're standing underneath that, and she's sitting against the church. There's a big circle of people, and we're all talking, just sharing, and she sits up in her chair, and she says, I have something to say. <laughs> Y'all ever seen the commercial when E.F. Hutton talks? <laughs> Everybody listens. Uh, most of the team there had never met her, didn't know how significant her even saying anything was. But the fact that she sat up and said, hi, I have something to say, I was like, 
what? And Penny was, I need a phone. I've got to record this. <laughs> and she caught it just, just you know, after that, and, uh, or just after she started. And we've, we've cut it down. You know, they kind of tend to ramble sometimes. Uh, but it's their culture, their way, their tradition. She's not really rambling. Uh, they don't really ramble, but for this purpose, that we didn't need it. Uh, but I, I want to kind of explain. She's sharing. What she's doing is sharing where she's come in three years' time since we met her and since we've moved out there. And this is the sentiment of several of the believers that we minister to, of how God has transformed what they think and know. And she's never served in doing any kind of ministry. She's never served until the fireworks. She was there every day. She was, she was my interpreter. She got to ride with me. Go ahead and play that. And it, I know it'll be hard to hear. Uh, play that video. That's the team that came out with firewood. But this, just listen close. You may not be able to hear everything. I'll kind of walk you through it if I need to. She's crying, by the way. She's saying she doesn't really know her. She got saved, this 80-year-old grandma. That's, this is what, the, this is what she's saying. It, 
witnessing doesn't come to me, come to my mind like that. She said, I don't think about it in that way. In other words, people watching you. That's what she was saying. And that's what I teach them. Look, people are watching how you live your life. They're paying attention. And this grandma, she says, calls me one day and says, you know a church I can go to? I'm looking. This 80-year-old lady, Grandma Rosemary Begay is the lady. She came to her house is what she said. And she and I led her to Christ. 80 years old, and she was sad when she was, she told Grandma, Grandma Johanna, she's our landlord, next door neighbor, uh, God worked that out. Um, she told me that uh, Grandma Rose said that uh, she was afraid that we weren't coming back. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we told no, we're Lord willing, we're coming back. I talked about I might die in a car wreck <laughs> Sunday morning before we left. But uh, <laughs> I encouraged him before we left. I said, look, I said, uh, you know, I, I, I know that uh, I'm your pastor and, you know, you're learning and you're understanding and you're growing. And, uh, but it's not me. Don't look at me. You know, I, I preached out of Isaiah uh, about idols. You know, if you're looking at me, then you're looking at me. It's an idol to you. And uh, Jesus is the one that you need to be looking at. And even if I die in a car wreck on the way, I, I, it's just an upgrade for me. You know, I'll see y'all when you get there. <laughs> but uh, Lord willing, I'm coming back. That's what I told him. And uh, God has just blessed so richly. I, I could, I, I have no problem talking. You probably gathered that. Uh, I could literally talk for four hours straight and, and not run out of things to say. Uh, especially about what God's doing out there. I could share so much more. And, uh, but y'all continue to pray for that ministry. Continue to be used. You know, y'all take part in Loretta's salvation. And who else she leads to the Lord? The testimony. I've desired to minister, witness to her brothers, that whole family there. Anybody that builds a golf course in the desert, I got to know who they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, it's, it's, they're greens or brown. They're dirt. <laughs> but God, I've desired that, and for three years I've desired that, and God walked me into the back door, into Loretta, and I built a relationship with Donald. I haven't talked to him again, but that's coming when God sets it up. Y'all continue to pray for those ministries. Brother Rod, I'm going to turn it back over to you. I appreciate the opportunity. I've gone just a few minutes longer than he wanted. That was probably on purpose. But... <laughs> Uh, thank y'all very much. And uh, look, um, we're going up to uh, Brother Eric's Sunday school class after this. Uh, and if I get an opportunity to answer any questions, uh, I'd love to. And if you got questions, feel free. We got a booth set up out there after service. We'll be out there. And then after Sunday school, we'll come out there as well. If anybody has any questions, a uh, yeah, means thank you. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you, brother.